You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings, and it is time to start to go through Joe Dolan's tiers to get you ready for your fantasy football drafts, whether you're going against Joe and I in a best ball draft or whether you're going against other people in a best ball draft over at DraftKings or season long, whatever it is, we are so pumped to be able to tell you guys exactly what Joe thinks. I am Ross Tucker, by the way. I probably should have mentioned that at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always check out this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. A lot of people love doing that. Please follow this man on social media. He is excellent. I got all these screenshots of him being the number one ranked fantasy guy or top five fantasy guy over the last 10 years. He's a stud. His name is Joe Dolan. You should follow him like I do on social media at FG underscore Dolan, you should definitely right now, like today or even pause the episode, go to fantasypoints.com and use the code 23FEAST because it's worth it, Joe's worth it, they're worth it, just an absolute ridiculous amount of information that you're able to get from Fantasy Points to make sure you win your league, you have bragging rights, Joe, how are you? Are you ready to do this again this year? I certainly am, Ross. Uh, it, it's good to be with you. I was uh, realizing I, I said, I'm pretty sure I sent the tears of Dolan about 15 minutes before the podcast started. So, <laughs> but I got them to you. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think they. This is really this is the start of drafting season because tears tears are so much more important than rankings. They're so much more important than rankings because explain why. Well, first and foremost. It's very hard for me to sit here and tell you because, like, everybody wants to know, oh, do you have you have Joe Burrow fourth and Justin Herbert fifth, just, just as an example. Uh, we're not smart enough to say that is definitely going to be the case. Like, Joe Burrow is definitely going to score five more fantasy points than Justin Herbert. What is important is grouping guys similarly. Are these guys both on good teams with pass-first offenses with good offensive lines? All right. Then if I don't get this guy, then I'll get that guy. I'm big into auction and salary cap drafts. And if you're going to approach an auction and a salary cap draft, you have to have guys, you have to budget for a tier of of, of player. Just say, all right, I definitely want one of the elite quarterbacks. Well, who are the elite quarterbacks who you're budgeting for? I want, uh, but I'm not going to get an elite quarterback. I want a reliable pocket passer for a couple of bucks in an auction. Well, who are those guys? And and that's what, what tiering your rankings does. And I think it's so much better, so much more important than just doing, oh, he's well, this guy's one on Dolan's list. This guy's two. Well, I'm definitely taking the one guy. You know, you there's room for disagreement. And that's why I have these tiers. Absolutely love it. Um, let's dive into it. And we'll start with your top three guys. They are elite dual threats. But first... You thought I wasn't going to play it, did you? Didn't you? 
Oh, I'm playing it. It's <laughs> Tears of Golan time. It's so funny now that we do video. I got to sit here. I, I had a beer with Scott Sheriff, by the way. Will I win my league? Do-do-do-do. If I'm following Joe Dolan. <laughs> Am I drafting Z? Probably not. Might not need to update right that now. one. Not right now. <laughs> if I'm following Joe Dolan. Great YouTube content. I won't go wrong with tears of Joe Dolan. Yes! Is that Jack's first time hearing the song? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, Jack evidently, when he was an intern, didn't listen to the Fantasy Feast podcast, uh, that is noted because I don't think uh, he Jack's, probably finished last in his league. Then last I don't year. think, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Jack. Um, all right, elite dual threats. You got some guy named Mahomes, number one, Jalen Hurts, two, Josh Allen, three. So let me follow up on the last point that I made, Ross. Um, within the tier, probably a ranking, but. The tiers can shift around, so they're not going to be all like, oh, because this guy's in, now these are my top three quarterbacks, but we'll find when I get to my next tier, because these guys are in this tier, does that mean they're higher than the guys in the next tier? It's situational. It's all up to how you decide. But look, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, how can I argue against any of these guys? You know, I did a, I did a podcast um, with guys – you know, I'm doing a, a series of podcasts talking to 32 beat writers or 32 analysts. And when I got to the Chiefs, I'm like, this is a 20-minute podcast. We're not even going to talk about Patrick Holmes. Why do I have to talk about Patrick Holmes? We know how good he is. Now, look, is he as dual thready as Hurts or Allen? No, he's not. But he certainly can make impact with his legs. And you know that ultimately he's going to put up big numbers every year. You have to make a significant investment into these guys. In most leagues, they are going to be off the board by the middle of the third round. Um, anything more than that, I would consider a steal, and I'd jump at the opportunity to draft one. If you want one of these guys on your team this year, I do not blame you at all. Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen are true game-changing quarterbacks. Any concern about Allen running less? My question would be, if he's going to run less, who are they going to throw to more? Because they really didn't do a ton at the receiver position this offseason, you know. Does Khalil Shakir take a step up? Does Gabriel Davis? Um, he got hurt early last year. Did that really affect him? They drafted Dalton Kincaid. How much is a tight end going to come in and change that game? I do think they want Allen to run less. They signed Damian Harris uh, to maybe be a banger in the backfield. But still, I view him. He, I, I still think Josh Allen's going to be their goal line back, and touchdowns is what you want, which is where... Jalen Hurts is so elite as well. You know what, too, Joe? Nobody comes into a season and says they want their quarterbacks to run more. No, like of course the Eagles not. aren't like, hey, let's run Hurts more. The Bears aren't like, let's run Fields more. They're actually hoping they don't have to run them as much. They're hoping the base run game can get it done. They're hoping that they can throw the ball more. You know, are the quarterbacks going to run? Yeah, but no one goes into a season wanting them yeah. to run it more. I go into a season knowing the only fantasy football I'm going to play 
is best ball at DraftKings. You should too. Use the code Ross after you download the DraftKings app. I got to think you all have the DraftKings app at this point. Enter the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest. They have $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs, which is just crazy. It's the biggest best ball contest ever, including a $1 million top prize. Head over to the DraftKings app, sign up with code Ross, start playing best ball today, join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code Ross. All right, your next tier, Joe, is there's only two guys in it. Proven big-time passers, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. These are guys who have some ability with their legs, um, but that it's not what you think of when you think of them. Um, now, this is where things get dicey in terms of rankings. I trust Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert more than my next tier of quarterbacks. But the next tier of quarterbacks might have upside because of their leg usage that Herbert and and Burrow do not have. But if you're not going to snag one of those elite uh, dual threat quarterbacks, these guys are going to be absolutely fine for you in in terms of winning your league. I I trust Joe Burrow way more because so far Joe Burrow's just been a more consistent fantasy quarterback than Justin Herbert. I am optimistic that the offensive coordinator change for the Chargers from sideways Joe Lombardi to Kellen Moore is going to benefit Justin Herbert. I would like to see Justin Herbert run a little bit more because it is an element to his game that I thought when he was coming out of college was going to be a bigger part of what he did in the NFL, but it's certainly something that he can give you um, if need be. Last year, he had only 147 rushing yards and didn't score But in each of his first two seasons, he had at least three rushing touchdowns. He had eight rushing touchdowns over his first two seasons. He can give you more with his legs, but right now he's much more of a passer than a runner. So I I think Joe Burrow is easily ahead of Justin Herbert on my rankings. But Justin Herbert with the offensive coordinator change, the addition of Quentin Johnston, I wonder if that could help him take the next step. Your next tier, Joe, is cheaper. You know, it's funny you say that, by the way. Herbert did run a lot more at Oregon, didn't he? Yeah, he had 147 rush yards last year. And in 2021, by the way, he did plenty with his legs. He had 302 rush yards and three touchdowns. Any any fantasy player will take that from a quarterback if he has the passing acumen that Justin Herbert has. Last year, it was a bit of a disappointment from the, in that department. And you have to wonder how much the rib injury had to do with that. If he's healthier this year, I would anticipate his rushing going up. Cheaper cheat codes is your next tier, tier three. You have Lamar Jackson in there, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. What do you mean cheaper cheat codes? So these are guys who I anticipate are going to make a significant impact with their legs and will not be as expensive as the Jalen Hurts and the Josh Allens of the world. Um, Trevor Lawrence, by the way, he's – I struggled to put him in this tier because you can argue he's more like Herbert with his legs – but Lawrence has eight rushing touchdowns over seven rushing touchdowns rather over his first two seasons. And I think there's untapped potential there in this tier. There are three very different kind of quarterbacks though. Lamar Jackson's established. He's an MVP, but he's coming off a couple of rough years, an offensive coordinator change there in Baltimore. Plus the uh, supplementation of his receiving core makes me a lot more optimistic about Lamar Jackson. Justin Fields became just the third quarterback in NFL history to run for 1,000 yards in a season, 
but his passing acumen is non-existent at this point. They are looking for him to take that third-year leap the way that Jalen Hurts did, going out and getting DJ Moore and, and hoping the offensive line is better and, and giving him another year in this system. But he's unproven. We do know he's going to run, though. The, the, the thing you run into, though, is if his passing does not develop, they're going to become a very easy offense to stop. Trevor Lawrence is a much better passer than Justin Fields, but isn't nearly the dynamic runner, but he does give you stuff with his legs. These guys are three quarterbacks who, if I walked out of my draft, I would say, all right, I don't have Jalen Hurts. I don't have Patrick Mahomes, but I do have a guy who, if things break right, I have somebody who could win me my league basically on his own. And that's why I have these three guys grouped together. Got it. Um, you know what else I got, Joe? A whole lot of Labatt Blue Light for this weekend because it is delicious. And if you want to take things to the next level with your family and friends, drink some Labatt Blue Lights. Live life to the power of weight. In fact, when I think fantasy football and fantasy football draft, I think drinking Labatt Blue Lights. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, so the next tier is really interesting, Joe, because it's one man unto himself. Yeah. Deshaun Watson coming off a bad season, but everything's, I mean, Deshaun Watson, the last time he played a full season was borderline MVP quality. Um, And then obviously he took off in 2021 because he was pissed off with the Texans. And then uh, he was forced to take off most of 2022 because of the sexual assault allegations there's reasons to be optimistic on Deshaun Watson's outlook because he came back after nearly two years off, played in some bad weather games, had no real chemistry with his receivers. And he, and towards the end of the year started to make things happen. Um, Deshaun Watson's one of those guys. He's probably going to be coming off the board after all the quarterbacks who I had listed before him and likely has more upside than all of the quarterbacks listed after him, with the exception of one or two. So Deshaun Watson it was a hard guy for me to place. I think you probably could have put him in the cheaper cheat code options, but because he played so poorly in limited sample last year, it's giving me a little bit more pause. But Deshaun Watson certainly has top five quarterback upside. Really curious to see how much he runs. And I thought the Browns were going to go after DeAndre Hopkins, Joe. I really did. Mm. Well, I like that they didn't because I have a ton of Elijah Moore. So I'm glad they didn't uh, because I really like Elijah Moore this year. The next one I think is interesting. Waiting, but still want a runner. Yeah. If you want that. Yeah, sorry, Ross. Anthony Richardson and Danny Dimes. Two very different quarterbacks here as well. Anthony Richardson literally might be the best athlete we've seen come out to play the quarterback position. Just go look at his combine workout. Um, but he was he bright whitefield would kill me if i said raw just maybe un, inexperienced is the word for him he's got all the tools but he also isn't guaranteed to be the week one starter as we sit right now there is going to be a, a competition between he and gardner Minshew. um but if anthony richardson hits he's going to hit on a josh allen level of hit in the nfl Heck, I mean, you could even say if he's Justin Fields from last year, he's a league-winning quarterback type of asset. I think the, the Colts want him to be a better passer than that, but there is significant upside here 
with Anthony Richardson. There's also significant downside because Gardner Minshew's there. Gardner Minshew, if they determine Anthony Richardson's not ready, Gardner Minshew could start for six weeks. I said months ago, I don't think that's going to happen because I think Jim Irsay wants his new toy to play. But I also think uh, Shane Steichen at this point will have the gravitas and the pool with with Jim Irsay to say, look, Jim, it's my first year. This kid's not ready. We don't want to break him. So there's upside and there's downside to Anthony Richardson, but he has been a very popular best ball pick getting drafted in the top 12 quarterbacks. Daniel Jones is somebody who he's back. He's back in the, in the news now because of the Saquon Barkley contract situation. And everybody's like there, I can't believe they gave Daniel Jones X million and they didn't pay Saquon. And the talk around Daniel Jones and, and is that he kind of stinks. Daniel Jones ran for 708 yards and seven touchdowns last year. He threw 15 touchdowns to five interceptions with potentially a league-worst receiving core. And nobody wants him. Like, if I'm in a league where I feel like people are going gaga for quarterbacks, and I feel like I can snap up values at running back and receiver and be like, you know what? I'll get Danny Dimes. I'll be fine. I'll back him up with a boring pocket passer, and I'm going to go to battle with this fantasy team. Daniel Jones is going to be fine for you. I don't know if they want him to run as much, like to get back into the discussion we just had. Seven, 120 rushes, 708 yards. But Daniel Jones can give you 450 to 500, three or four touchdowns, give you plenty on the ground, and you would anticipate with his uh, with his expanded receiving group this year, he's going to do more as a passer. Daniel Jones, to me, is a starting fantasy quarterback, and sometimes he's not getting drafted as such. thought it was interesting too, Joe, um, a couple weeks ago when I had Mark Lewinsky on the Ross Tucker football podcast, you know, he talked about there was a new coaching staff in New York. It was Daniel Jones fourth year. And early on, especially he was pretty, it sounded like he was pretty tight. Didn't want to make any mistakes. And then towards the end of the year and, and Glowinski said he would tell him just relax, man, just relax and have fun. And as he did that towards the end of the year, he started playing a lot better and Glowinski thinks that he's going to play uh, a heck of a lot better this year now that he got the new contract, now that it's second year in the offense, now that he's kind of uh, can just relax and have fun on some level, I think he's going to play a lot better even. Yeah, I, I, I think that's completely fair to think. And what if he does take that leap? What if he does? Look, I don't think he's ever going to be somebody who polls in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, but top five fantasy, he can be that guy. Then you've got a potentially top 10, but questions tier, which is where we find both Tua Tungavailoa and New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so these guys, I would, if, if you were to tell me everything would go okay this year, I would clearly rank these guys probably higher than Richardson and Daniel Jones, but certainly higher than the tier I have after them. Two is obvious. It's the health. What like if if he gets one concussion, are the Dolphins going to be compelled, if not forced, to shut him down? And that's a huge, huge problem. Uh, I mean, look, it, like Tua's long term health is at, at at the forefront, and the Dolphins, after some very, very awful public missteps last year, did the right thing by shutting him down the last month of the season last year. But we we know what the potential is. I mean, he was putting up huge numbers with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. We know what the downside is. It's it's pretty obvious that. He is a risky pick. And as for Aaron Rodgers, he was a two-time MVP and then had a bad year last year. 
And he might have had a bad year just because his receiving core was young. He had the thumb injury. But it's also hard to shake the notion that Rodgers is like this big, you know, this big personality who's now going to New York and the Jets fit. There is so much pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Not to say Aaron Rodgers can't handle pressure. He's done that a lot in his NFL career. But him going to a new team in a new uniform with new receivers, I think there's enough here to question uh, what is the potential downside for Aaron Rodgers as a fantasy quarterback. But if everything clicks, he's got Garrett Wilson. He's got Miko Hardman. He's got all he's got all these receivers in New York. He they brought in Alan Lazard. They brought in Randall Cobb. He's got, in theory, a good run game. If everything clicks right, top five is certainly in the range of outcomes for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Rodgers plays this year. I love, I think you do this every year. You have a Kirk Cousins tier. Why is Cousins always like the, the standard? Why is there no. always like a Kirk Cousins tier? It's Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Derek Carr. Interesting, because some of these guys, you know, had the potential to put up some really big numbers again. Right, and the thing is, here is the tier of guys who are boring NFL quarterbacks. They're pocket passers. A lot of them have had questionable playoff success. You get on TV, you get on first take, whatever the hell they're doing these days, skipping whoever's going to be his co-host. You should apply for that, Ross. That would be that would be entertaining. Um, and, oh, they stink. Jared Goff stinks. Dak Prescott stinks. Kirk Cousins stinks. And people say that because they're probably not top five quarterbacks in the NFL and because they haven't had a lot of playoff success. But ultimately, you look at the numbers they put up for our game, fantasy football, and you can win games with these guys. Derek Carr was the one guy I struggled to put in this year. I didn't know where else to put him. I rank him probably quite a bit lower than I rank a Kirk Cousins or a Dak Prescott. Um, but I feel like he fits the archetype of a pocket passer who can put up big-time numbers in the right environment. And if that environment collapses around him, as you've seen with Jared Goff in the past, that's somebody who can struggle to really put up numbers and, and somebody a fan base eventually wants to replace, as, as the Raiders did replace uh, Derek Carr. But if, if the system is functioning, if they have a good cast around them, these guys are all capable of putting up top 12 fantasy quarterback numbers. And they're, they're, they're a perfect guy, if you, especially if you're drafting like an Anthony Richardson. You t- draft an Anthony Richardson and a Jared Goff, I feel like you're going to make out decently with that pair. Yeah, I mean, I, look... Where are these guys going in drafts? Um, cousin, so Dak will typically go Dak and Cousins eighth, ninth round. Gino and Goff tenth, eleventh, and Carr Carr in in the in the twelve thirteen range. So they're spread out over a range. So if you're like, well, I certainly like Kirk Cousins more than I like Jared Goff. Well, so do the markets. Kirk Cousins is generally going higher than Jared Goff, but it is not expensive to invest in any of these quarterbacks in this tier. Your next tier is former elites with major concerns. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Russell Wilson's coming off one of the all-time disaster seasons in the NFL. The Broncos were last in the NFL in points scored. Um, Kyler Murray's coming off an ACL. What's his availability for week one? If the Cardinals stink before Kyler gets back, or even after Kyler gets back, they are the, they are the betting favorite to be the worst team in the NFL, if that makes sense. Um, he might not play at all. Matthew Stafford obviously missed nearly all of last season. So the the questions here, 
the guys here are self-evident, but we also have seen these guys rank as top three, four fantasy quarterbacks in the past. So then you have a whole tier of young starters, Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter. Are, are they really ranked below all these guys? Are there, are there guys there the that most you're part, higher on? For the most part, yes. Um, Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett occasionally will get drafted ahead of a guy like Kyler or Stafford. Um, Brock Purdy might be my favorite of this group, but of course he has questions as well. Bryce Young is my most drafted best ball quarterback. I haven't I haven't dabbled much in Stroud, Howell, or Ritter, though. Your last tier is the guys no one wants to draft. I love that that's a tier. You got Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Baker Mayfield. Already fired up, Joe, for next week as we continue this incredible Tears of Dolan series. I love it. Awesome job. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.